Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. So previously, we talked about vulnerability and the importance of learning to be vulnerable by showing up to our true emotions. And today, to add to more completeness to the previous discussion around vulnerability, we might also want to look at the importance of being that platform, or rather, we call it the safe space, which is really the other part of the equation, to enable people to safely show their struggles and you know to encourage more conversations and authentic emotions to be seen. And I do think that it's an important discussion because the idea of encouraging vulnerability in others will only be more effective and more powerful if we create the safe environment for more struggles and emotions to be heard. So today's discussion revolves around the part where it's important for us to build that platform, just like how if you want to grow your career, part of the equation is also about having a good environment. Or if we just want to have a good relationship, you know, part of the equation is also then to have a suitable and loving partner. And hence, to encourage vulnerability, we will need to have that safe space around for people to do so. So like I mentioned previously, you know, when I took the step out and choose to show and communicate my struggles, I think it really wouldn't have been effective if people around me did not give me that safe environment to do it. I might just end up going in the other direction, leaving myself with more self-doubts instead of moving to the direction and, you know, coming out of my own shell. So it had dawned upon me that this is especially important as well, that we sometimes learn to play that role of a safe space for others. Now, when we think of the word safe space, you know, we usually think of a physical space, but a safe space I'm referring to does not necessarily need to be a physical space. Well, it can be one, but does not necessarily have to be. So I would define safe space as just an opportunity for others to feel okay to, you know, let down their guard without fear or any judgment. And, you know, more of a conducive atmosphere where people feel relaxed to communicate their real feelings and fully show up to themselves. So based on my definition of safe space here, you know, a safe space can then be a person and, you know, anyone can be that safe space. And the key lies in knowing how to be one. So as part of growing up, you know, we may have been denied of a safe environment, which makes us not very good at, you know, showing and expressing what we feel most of the time, because we are often not encouraged to do so since young. You know, for instance, when we are younger, you know, our parents might ask us things like, you know, what do we do today? What do we eat in school? But, you know, it's less often that they ask us, how do we feel today at school? How did attending certain classes make us feel? You know, this is really important in encouraging the expression of feelings. And I would say that especially in Asian families, we are less inclined to talk about our feelings openly. And our parents themselves might not be that in touch with their feelings as well because of how they are brought up. So then it's really a cycle. 
or even sometimes when we cry to express our sadness, we will be told to be quiet and you know stop making a scene. Or in some very extreme cases, even we face physical abuse. So for some people, they get all these negative repercussions since young that can make them less inclined in showing their emotions because we are denied of the safe space or rather safe environment to do so. So we understand that everyone goes through different things and childhood experience and you know to some extent how effective we are in dealing with our emotions over time or rather how open we are in showing our emotions today have very much been shaped by our childhood at a very young age. And you know there are research to back this up. So studies have found that the emotional support that a child receives during his first three and a half years has an effect on his social life and romantic relationships even 20 or 30 years later. And then as we grow older and when we go out to the workforce, you know, does things get better? Do we get the safe space? Well, maybe for some we do, you know, we we might have found someone or, you know, a community whom we can be vulnerable with. But for some of us, you know, things just don't seem to get better. We put ourselves in certain work cultures where we are told to put our feelings aside and not let feelings get into the way of our work, you know, which can sometimes result in us dismissing our emotions. So here's really to pinpoint the source of why is it hard for some people to show their difficult emotions or it may be more challenging for some as compared to others. Because in one way or another, we have been told directly or indirectly that as part of growing up, we have to keep our real feelings, especially the difficult ones, to ourselves. And showing it will give us negative consequences. And, you know, we are just trained not to do so. So telling someone to stop sharing something, that is, you know, I don't want to hear any more of your complaints, you shouldn't feel this way, that way, you know, by the way, the word should or shouldn't, really frustrates me sometimes when I hear it because it's such an absolute term. You're just telling someone that there's a fixed way to look at certain things and this might just in the process invalidate their views and their feelings. So if you find yourself put in such situations or if you find it difficult to express yourself for the fear that you will be shut down for expressing who you really are, then I would say that you are lacking of a safe space And we are sometimes denied of a safe space and people are not aware of that. Although, you know, the intentions might not always be bad. In fact, you know, people often meant well for us. So we all know that our parents' intentions are good. They just want us to be more sensible human beings. You know, they tell us not to cry, learning how to deal with things like an adult so that we can grow up being more mature to deal with real life problems. And in the case of our workplace, our leaders, our colleagues, they just want us to be more productive individuals. And to do that, sometimes, you know, they just tell us to shut away our emotions. But what people may not realize is that, you know, encouraging emotions, you know, even the very difficult ones, and our vulnerabilities is often the key component or if not necessary for us to reach our full potential at work and then become more effective individuals in what we do in the long run. And when we deny people of these safe space to really just be who they are, you know, it will often be quite detrimental because, you know, people end up fearing they might not want to bring their whole selves to work they're spending energy, you know, deciding which parts of myself should I show, which part of myself I shouldn't show. And, you know, this 
takes a lot of energy and you know I just wonder when they do that how much energy is then left to really genuinely connect with people and bring their whole selves to work. So I recently visited a therapist and during my session with my therapist as I talked through my feelings there was a moment where I just felt a lot of sadness because I felt that I was not where I want to be in my life. So as I talked through my problems, you know, I started tearing and, you know, bawling. And then I just think that it's a natural reflex. When we experience sadness, we cry. And at the same instance, what I did notice was that my therapist actually put down his pen and paper instantly. So he stopped writing and immediately showed that he wanted to, you know, be there and he wanted to listen attentively to me. At least that was how I perceived it to be. And I think internally, that gave me a lot of comfort. It made me feel reassured. And, you know, to think of it now, I think my therapist was just trying to be a safe space for me at the instance. So I'm quoting this example to show you that a safe space can sometimes just be as simple as a small gesture. It doesn't have to be anything dramatic, you know, yet it gives us tremendous comfort and it makes the other party feel safe enough to proceed on further with letting our gut down. So, you know, this often means that being a safe space is also quite subjective, definitely context dependent. So in some cases, it could be a gentle touch, but other cases, it could be maybe active listening and leaving your judgment behind. Or sometimes, you know, being a safe space is also, you know, providing that constructive feedback, that genuine feedback, which can help the other person. And part of being a safe space is also then figuring out what a safe space looks like for that person. And then the second thing I've learned is that even though I was emotional and vulnerable, I was still very aware of how I was perceived. You know, in fact, I notice it more and I find that probably we will notice how others are perceiving you and receiving you at your most vulnerable state as compared to any other state because we're just more sensitive to things around us. And this also means that it is even more important for us to be that safe space to those people who need it the most. So I think these are times when people are more sensitive to others' views and judgment or when they find themselves extra vigilant. So for instance, when a new joiner in a company comes on board, his first day at his new company might be a time he needs a safe space the most because that's when he feels most vulnerable and he feels extra vigilant as well and they might just scan around for signs to make them feel safe. Or someone who has just gone through a breakup with their partner, you know, they are hurt and they are sensitive. Or even kids at a young age, when we just learn how to interact with the world. And other times, it may not be so obvious as to who need these safe spaces because sometimes people have just dismissed their emotions for a very long time as a form of coping mechanism because they have just not been in touch with their emotions due to their childhood upbringing or they have just not been encouraged to show their emotions. And the tough part is that these individuals often mask up their struggles in various ways. For instance, you know, they sometimes are overly optimistic 
or they just downplay their struggles. For instance, they can usually look like the most accommodating people out there who seem like they are alright with anything and it may seem like they do not have strong opinions, but then that is because they don't express it. They need a higher safety level to express these emotions and it's not because they don't have it. So these people who need it might just be your colleagues, your family members, or your employee. You know, so we can play that part in being that safe space and make these individuals come out of their shell more. Because as part of encouraging people to be vulnerable, we also need to encourage the environment for it. And then the third thing I want to share is the feelings and the emotions I got after my therapy session. Because I just felt that it would be quite insightful to share. So I just want to describe this feeling to let you know how is it like for someone else at the other end to receive that safe space. So definitely it felt good. I felt a sense of relief because I felt that I was hurt. I felt like I had the power to conquer more in life as I feel that I'm allowed to be seen for who I am without judgment. And throughout the therapy, it just gets better and better. I felt myself, you know, able to express more and more because of the safe space that was given to me. So contrary to what many people think, when a person receives a safe space, it does not deny them from the realities of the world. So that is, being a safe space does not mean weakening others or holding back the truth from others. In fact, being this safe space actually allow those approaching you or rather those in need, you know, those who have suffered in their own ways as part of growing up, to build that resilience so that when people are outside of these safe spaces, we can engage maturely with our peers and be the strongest and most authentic versions of ourselves. So it's important to emphasize the need for these safe spaces as it plays a very important role in our emotional and personal development. When it's done right, it helps people to be stronger People can be more effective in contributing to difficult discussions at work or in relationships. So people can then just start recognizing their emotions and know that it's not wrong to feel a certain way, but rather, you know, think about what is making them feel that way and basically just forming the environment for them to be heard. I mean, it's quite intuitive, right? Because we all really only want to share when we can feel hurt, when we have the space to feel hurt. But to be constantly reminding ourselves about this and, you know, building awareness around this is a challenge. And I am practicing it myself as well. And one more important thing I would like to say before I end is sometimes we just need to be the safe space for ourselves as well. So especially if you're one constantly seeking a safe space and you're not able to find one around you at this point, remember that you can be the safe space for yourself too. You really can. So this just means that we can choose to treat ourselves kinder when we have certain thoughts in our head. You know, don't judge ourselves too quickly and instead tell ourselves that it's alright. I'm trying my best at this point and I'm good enough at this point. So sometimes we are the bigger safe space we can give to ourselves too. And isn't this assuring? Because this is something in our control, right? We all like things in our control. And if certain things are in our control that can make us feel better, then we should probably, you know, start taking that control. So I'd like to end off with this quote. You spend most of your life inside your head, so make it a nice place to be in. It's a simple quote, but I do feel that it's powerful. And, you know, sometimes we just have to create that space for ourselves. 
So apart from learning how to be vulnerable, we talked about the importance of being that safe space for others and also sometimes for ourselves as well. In the next episode, I will be discussing how we can actively take steps to be that safe space towards another person and apply these strategies in different contexts of our lives. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and assess our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.